Hey guys, it seems we have some clairvoyance on the orange lightsabers that Dave Filoni created from Dave Filoni himself. And this was posted on my post on Twitter, which you guys might want to go and see the, uh, the, the video. It's at Real SW Theory. And here's the post from Lucas DPF. And this actually comes from TikTok, and I believe it's from Screen Rant. So let's go ahead and check it out and see what Dave has to say. I made it a little bit more. I made it a little bit more orange. That's a really good eye. You're the first person to catch that. That was very intentional. I didn't make sure like everyone caught that on the internet. They were like, is that orange? And why is the core not white? them like just a stark red. I remember as a kid that Vader's lightsaber kind of fluctuated from visual effects to visual effects being a little bit more orange. I didn't want it to go like straight up orange, but it's identifying a So 100% like in the original trilogy before they created the remastered version, I remember in the 90s when I saw it on VHS, uh, Vader's lightsaber was like flickering and a lot of the times it was kind of orange. Sometimes it was really light red, almost like a pink and a lot of the promotional posters, it was actually orange. Yeah, so I guess, you know, Dave being a, a student of the old stuff and, you know, trained by George, of course, he's going to be like, oh, maybe that's cool. But maybe there's a little bit more to it. A little bit of something maybe to kids that they might not straight up be what you think. They Wait, what? Hold on. Orange, but it's identifying a little bit of visual effects being a little bit more orange. I didn't want it to go like straight up orange, but it's identifying a little bit of something maybe to kids that they might not straight up be what you think they are in the beginning. Visual effects being a little bit more orange. Not what they are in the beginning. Like straight up orange, but it's identifying a little. So not even isn't like you know orange, but the core itself, which I think is probably the most uh, interesting part, is not white. So for me, you know, that's something that really stood out because you know lightsabers have white cores. Bit of something maybe to kids that they might not straight up be what you think they are. Okay, so these guys are not straight up what we think they are. So what do we think they are? Sith. If you're a kid watching this. Yeah, the Ahsoka show or the trailer. Yeah, okay, red lightsabers, Sith. So they're definitely not Sith. So that would tell me that, okay, they're either fallen Jedi or they are some sort of a old Republic Jedi that have been in maybe the world between worlds. If you haven't seen my video on who I think these guys are, go check that out. But I think that they may actually be survivors of Order 66 or they are from a older time where Ahsoka has pulled them out from the world between worlds as a mistake, because when you meddle with time, you know things always go wrong in movies. So I think that they could be from a different time period, and perhaps if they weren't pure Sith, they were maybe somewhere in between, kind of like Mace Windu was with his purple lightsaber. You know, he harnessed a lot of the dark side energy within himself, and this is why purple, blue, and red balance in between. You know, you have the perfect... I would say force user. But in terms of this orange, this is like a different variant of that. If the purple is, you know, more of the light side version, this orange would be more of the dark side version. And I think that that's maybe what we're getting with this orange lightsaber. So that's pretty cool. Um, personally, you know, I have several different theories on who Balin could be and Shin, his apprentice. If you notice Shin, as I explained before, has a Padawan uh, braid uh, just behind her left ear. So clearly she is a Padawan. She's an apprentice to Balin. Are they Jedi? That's a Jedi thing to do. So they must be Jedi. However, I believe they've probably fallen a little bit, I wouldn't say dark, but beyond the Jedi. So there's something else entirely. Um, if the Jedi are, you know, over here and the Sith are over here, they could be somewhere in the middle. And if Mace Windu was, you know, a little bit closer to the light, that's where he's at. Maybe these guys are a little closer to the dark, but they're still Jedi at the end of the day. 
And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how their dynamic plays in the Ahsoka show, how they incorporate Ahsoka into this. And we could see maybe, you know, there was an interesting interview with the man who plays Balin. I believe his name was Richard. I could be getting that totally wrong. I forgot now. But he was saying that, you know, at first Balin will see you in your in his way and he'll ask you to move aside. And if you don't, he will make you move aside. And because there's something in front of him that is far greater than him and anything else. And so in my opinion, what could be greater than him? Either a villain, you know, someone more powerful. And that doesn't mean have to be physically powerful, but, you know, commanding a fleet like Thrawn. Or it could be literally someone more physically powerful. And that could be anybody. Could be Palpatine, could be another Force user that we haven't met yet. But I think this whole incorporate this just little slip snippet itself, uh, explaining the orange lightsabers from Dave Filoni as he created them. I think it tells us a lot about who this character may actually be just by denouncing what he isn't. And that's what we all think is that Sith Lord. No, he's not. Probably just a Jedi that turned a little bit dark. And this is why his crystal is not fully red. He's still using some of the Jedi code or some of the Jedi ways. And this is why it's not 100% bled properly because in the Disney Star Wars version, um, bleeding crystals is now a thing. So with the Sith, they used to be synthetic. Like Darth Maul would have to put his crystal in a in a furnace, sit outside of it, and pour dark side energy into it. Um, you know, for as long as he needed to, and then that would be his crystal, his red crystal, his synthetic crystal. But the satisfaction of the creation, the perfection of focus, and the highly charged connection to the Force that had wrought his weapon stood out now in his memory. The specialized furnace, which he had created from plans taken from his master Sith Holocron, had radiated an intense heat as it shaped the synthetic crystal needed for his lightsaber. But rather than leaving the kiln chamber and allowing them to form on their own, he had remained near the device, concentrating on the metamorphosing crystal, using the force to purify and refine the lattice of the molecular mattresses. Most Jedi use natural crystals in their lightsabers. Adigan crystals were the gems of choice. Most of the other components of a lightsaber were easily obtained. Power cells, field energizers, stabilizing rings, flux apertures, but not the crystals themselves. They had to be mined in the Attica system deep within the Outer Rim territories. The difficulty of using natural materials meant that the alignment process could take a long time and the calibration had to be perfect because mismatched crystals could destroy not only the lightsaber, but its creator. Finding and aligning the crystals was a Jedi test, but it was not the way of the Sith. The Dark Masters of the Force preferred to create their own synthetic crystals to match the harmonics in the searing heat of a crucible and thus take their creation of the weapon to a deeper level. Maul had sat by the furnace, focusing his hatred on the Jedi to a fiery peak and expanding his control of the Force, which he used to manipulate the molecular structures of the four gems required for his double-bladed weapon. The choice to make two blades instead of one had been an easy one. Only an expert would even think of trying to handle a double-bladed weapon, and he would be no less than an expert. The glory of the Sith required it, as did his master. Not even the compressed ferrocrete walls of the pressurized chamber could entirely contain the intense temperature required to form the crystals. Hour after hour had passed, the searing heat washing over the apprentice, but his control had not wavered. The pain had not swayed his focus. Layer after countless layer of the crystals had been laid down, aligned and perfected. It had taken days, days without food or water or sleep, but eventually he had sensed their readiness. Then he had deactivated the furnace and cracked it open. 
There, sitting in the formation crucibles, had been his four perfect crystals. Now, from the visual guide, we also have this bit of info as well, which I found interesting, and I'll just add. Maul's lightsaber, pushing his physical and forces... However, now, all crystals are kind of like a mood ring. You know, if you're feeling really angry and sad, you, you break it, it bleeds, you pour all your hatred into it. It's kind of an interesting thing, but I, personally, I like the synthetic way much better. So, you make your crystal bleed, turns red. And this is how Ahsoka purified the red crystals by making them white. So essentially doing the inverse of what a Sith would do to bleed his crystal, which would be, you know, for example, Vader's crystal was green from the Jedi Kirak and Fila, another survivor of Order 66 who took the bearish vow, just like disappeared off the face of the map. And he took his red, his green crystal and bled it to make it red. Throwing all of his hatred, betrayal, fear, sorrow, and everything broken within the boy who dreamed of becoming Jedi. As lightning crackled from the fiery skies above, lava swirled around him like the pain within his black soul. He let out a scream as if he were being born a thousand times. I don't know how, what process these guys went into when it came to making their crystals orange. Perhaps they didn't bleed it right. Perhaps they bled it in a way that still had a lot of Jedi mantra into it. I'm not sure, but I think there's much more to these guys than than we think, because with the whole emitter part looking like an old Republic kind of hilt, it just tells me that these dudes are like from a time old, or there's just something different about them that I can't really figure out yet myself. So let me know what you guys think. I, I like the fact that he incorporated orange. I think it's really cool. It's fresh. It's, you know, it's not typical old or red, you know, it's like a nice little switch. It's like something a little bit different, and it makes you think a little bit like, okay, there are more colors in the Star Wars universe coming from Legends, which is fun, because orange was always a thing. Hope you guys have a great day, and I'll see you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.